0: Hi, and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists of the regenerative movement, people who are committed to and showcase qualities of planetary leadership. My name is Julian Guderle. I'm a transformational coach. I'm a breathwork teacher, and I'm committed to a world that allows people from all walks of life to thrive. I'm your host and creator of Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And in today's episode, I have Brooke Dashana with me, Brooke is a planetary solutionist. She is a global explorer, scientist, sailor, and storyteller, and she passionately bridges the world of science and wellness while integrating wisdom from her global travels to assist others in living in their purpose. Something really exciting about Brooke is, for one, she's been on the podcast before. We had the pleasure to sit down in Costa Rica a few years ago. Um, But she has lived at sea for over 15 years and locked over 100,000 blue water sea miles in the quest of deepening her knowledge of the interconnectedness of our life. She has recently published a book called Aligning with Purpose. We will get to talk about that. And she's the Director of Global Partnerships for the Dollar Donation Club, launching this fall in September 2020. So with these words, welcome, Brooke.
1: Hi there. Thanks for having me again, it's good to see you.
0: Yeah, I love follow-up conversations and, and continue to weave together. Um, Brooke, these are really unprecedented times. I don't think we could have known about this when we sat down in Costa Rica, I believe like two years ago. What mm-hmm. do you think, you know, this is August 2020 as we're recording this, what do you think is most required for, for people to, to show up in life right now, to like really participate, to, you know, connect their purpose into our big puzzle
1: of life? Mm -hmm. Deep question. (laughs) And it is like, I can't believe where we find ourselves right now. Um, Yet, I personally see this, the greatest opportunity to listen. Um, And by listening to the earth, by listening to ourselves and being able to align with ourselves, through ourselves, I think we have an incredible opportunity. It's almost like a reset button. Um, And I think all of the chaos and craziness is going on. And and it's also an opportunity for us to really see what's working, what's not working and pour all of our attention, our focus and our energy on the incredible solutions that are right in front of us right now. So I've never been busier in my life, Mm. (laughs) that's for sure.
0: Interesting, like I, I, I remember this so well from our conversation back when, you know, your optimism, it's like unshakable. So, <laughs> so you're saying all the opportunities that are actually right in front of us, because they're now more needed than ever, because the situation is more dire than ever. We're basically at the point of like no, no return
1: well we're we're definitely there uh we're definitely there i think i mentioned this to you before i'm like this is like the movie when the asteroid comes towards the planet and humanity can band together and there's gonna be some great love story and but we we're at that moment it's like it's literally that moment of humanity for us to come together and why i think it's such an opportunity is because right now more than ever we can see how fast things can change like it's been in our face like Would you have ever thought that, like, almost all of the air traffic would cease? Or that dolphins would be seen in Venice in the canals? Or, like, we're watching, one, how the planet can just rejuvenate pretty quickly, but also how humans can work together to shift our behavior really fast in unimaginable ways. And it's just right in front of us to see that we do have the capability and I believe we have the responsibility to do everything we can to create a world where all life thrives and the solutions are here. We just got to tap into them. That's the fun yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
0: the, that's the fun part. And no one, no one knows exactly how it's gonna go down, but this is why we're all meeting. This is why, you know, you are listening and, and this is what we're gonna tap into deeper mm-hmm. in this conversation today, Brooke. I'd love to hear more about your book right away too. You know, I, I love the word and all the elements around purpose. So maybe let's start with that. Like, how do you define purpose? And like, what's your context for purpose, first and foremost?
1: Well, I personally think, you know, purpose is aligning to what is true to you. And for some people, that's just going to be the soft resonance of the poet who is just creating art around them. And it can be the person who is filling stadiums with inspirational speeches, it can, it can mean something very different for every person, the way that it displays on the outside. But when it's, it's aligning with the truest essence of self on the inside. And I think tapping into that and understanding how to align with the truest essence of who you are and to the healthy systems around you. That's when we find clarity of, of, of movement. Do I turn left or right? Do I speak here? Do I leave that job? Should I, you know, have waffles or blueberries for breakfast or Whatever, whatever it is, every decision can be like felt in an, in an alignment and, and attuning to our purpose, I just think can create an unimaginably beautiful world. And that's the world I want to live in with people are thriving within that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% there with you. I, I call it planetary purpose in, in the, you know, in kind of the idea that we understand our role on the planet, both as individuals, like, like, why are we here? Like, what, what is it that, that, you know, um, consciously or unconsciously, we chose to embody life at this time. But then also as a collective, you know, I, I started saying this uh, recently and, and keep coming back to it, we're not on this planet to leave no footprint we're here to leave a graceful footprint, uh, you know, as a, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think I heard you say that before, like as a keystone species within Absolutely. the of all species.
1: Yeah, I mean, traditionally this is, you know, if you look at, let's say, some of the ancient cultures in the Amazon, the forests actually have greater diversity and they're healthier around civilizations where humans are nurturing and they're aware of their interconnectedness to it. And I've talked to a lot of people, they're saying we need to reconnect humanity to nature and it's like guess what we've always been connected <laughs> that's not missing and it's actually there right now and my book actually explores what i call nature technologies is the understanding like right now I'm, I'm next to a forest like there's an actual exchange happening and i go into the science of it there's an actual exchange when you walk barefoot there's an actual shift that happens you know, Julian, I know you look out your window, you have a beautiful view, you should see his view, yeah. <laughs> beautiful of view course, the course, of the yeah. water, it's spectacular. And that actually creates a shift in your serotonin, your oxytocin, and there's a thing, is like how we interact with the world. I think when we find alignment within ourselves, all of a sudden we care about the systems outside of us. We want everything else to thrive and Those of us who are not in a fright or flight mode right now, not knowing where our next meal is, not in survival mode, then we have an opportunity to align with those healthy systems and to be able to live a life that literally shifts the world around us in a positive way. And that's, to me, is beautiful. Can I I read you a tiny little excerpt that states what you're talking about? Please. So from the book, it's to me, there is nothing more poetic and beautiful than to see a system and natural perfection. Look at the perfection of a coral reef or a rainforest. Humans can and must insert themselves within this perfection by creating that perfection within. You, my friend, are meant for this. You are meant to be that system within systems that allows the whole to be healthy and abundant. And then by simply being you shift the world around you in the most beautiful way. And that's why I care because I know you are an aspect of myself and of the whole. And I thank you for being that wild, brave explorer who dares to walk in humility and curiosity with humor in your heart, connected deeply to the natural world as you shift the world around you with your gentle grace, simply by being.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that from the book, simply by being.
1: Yes, I Mm. think there is a misunderstanding that we have to push and we have to fight and we have to be loud. It's like we can be soft and we can be graceful and we can be powerful and we can stand in alignment within ourselves and literally shift our planet around us by aligning everything to what feels right that means our dollars, that means our nutrition, that means the way that we make eye contact with our neighbors, at all matters to me, in anyway. <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> I,
0: I absolutely agree with you. You know, it's, it's also reprogramming our subconscious mind to gain a bit more, I don't want to use the word control, but a bit more domain over how we connect with our neighbors and our mundane tasks and, you know, yeah. um, Yeah. Sends me off into all kinds of
1: directions. (laughs) (laughs) Where to now? I think Mm -hmm. the most exciting thing that just probably needs to be prefaced right now is that there are the most, and you are one of them, the most inspiring, talented, brilliant humans that are collaborating on a scale that's never been seen before and creating systems that are making the old systems obsolete. And it's a really exciting thing to focus on because I believe what we focus and pour our energy in is what we end up more having more of. So that being said, it's um, as crazy as it is right now, it's also an incredible moment of creation that I'm seeing, that I'm weaving. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and this is, I think the, you know, you said something to to preface, I think this is what we need to consistently hold uh, somewhere on eye level like this, this ability to act from alignment, even when it is a dire situation for many, you know, right now, again, in California, there are massive fires where, you know, in the middle of a pandemic and in a global context, like we might not have ever been before. Um, at least in terms of how we're interconnected and aware of each other. You know, that was never the case in any other pandemic. I don't think in the 1919 or 1918 Spanish flu, people in Pakistan could look at tweets or posts from people in uh, Paraguay or Canada or the United States. And so there's a lot going on. That's what I'm trying to say. There's yes. a lot going on that could take our breath away, that could take our attention away. But when we come back to what actually needs to be done from a perspective of alignment, that's when you really meet the ones who are part of the change that is happening, part of how um, to build a world that truly works for everyone uh, after Buckman Fuller's words. Mm-hmm. And so I want to know a bit more about, about you and your creations that are upcoming. So I know, I know you, um, you know are the, are the director of Global Partnerships for Dollar Donation Club. And I know this is one of those fascinating concepts and ideas to bring massive amounts of change to our society as we know it. Mm-hmm. And luckily, and you said that, we already are in a society that's very different than we thought a year ago, right? Because air travel has halted. People are at home. Everyone work, works from a laptop. Uh, if you go outside, depending on where you are, you might have to wear a mask if you want it or not. It's, it's become a mandatory thing, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so a lot of things that, you know, um where normal aren't anymore which on the good side leaves room for more things to become a normality that haven't been before simply because we now care for them that much
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: so yeah tell us about dollar donation club and what it is that you guys care about at the core of it
1: (laughs) with dollar donation club so i have aligned with and, and i still am working with multiple different regenerative projects and i stepped off the boats wanting to like I was like, oh, like, what's happening? We need a movement, we need to band together. Like, what, what's going on? And Dollar Donation Club really jumped out at me. Um, so, Seth Blaustein is the, the creator of it, and it's flipping the script on the crisis. So, when we think of you know the planetary, you know, global warming, all of these things, it's, um, it's terrifying. And it's overwhelming and it's like what do i do what do i donate money to where does it go what happens it's just it's so confusing that we find ourselves in a freeze and so this (laughs) this (laughs) is one of the most high vibe ridiculous fun connective platforms for micro donations that literally we're aiming to unite 1 billion people by 20 by 2030 in the habit of giving one dollar a month very small micro donations and we have a solutionaries team that are world-class incredible some of the greatest planetary scientists economists why not pointing the energy towards hyperscaling planetary solutions but it's in such a ridiculous fun way. We have a flying pig that like shoots rainbow laser beams out of her eyes, and it's really fun It's with amazing storytellers and and viral content makers that you would know their online presence for sure. They're quite well renowned and they have an incredible audience and so these storytellers have decided that they're ready to do some action and really shift the planet in measurable ways. And so this micro donation platform is launching in September and it's really fun. It's very gamified. You can have impact points and there you can win prizes and it's, you get amazing, hilarious content from it and the programs and projects and campaigns that we're funding are so well vetted, they're massively creating change. And the first thing we're launching with is the Trillion Tree Campaign. Um, and we're launching with an amazing forest garden projects out of Africa and I'm adding more campaigns on. We're also going to be tackling ocean plastics. And we say we go down this planetary checklist until we're like creating all the fun stuff for humanity. Like, you know, I think he has jet packs on it or something ridiculous, (laughs) super fun. But this is an option for anyone of any age um, across borders, ethnicities to be able to engage um, in a really fun, cheeky, high vibe way. And I think it's just, we've needed that. We've needed to play and to celebrate the innovations and to band together because many times we're looking for governments or for billionaires to do something, but instead we can just come in the millions and the billions and do it ourselves.
0: Count me in for a dollar (laughs) a month. That's number one. And then like, of course, today, just a little tease for everyone Mm -hmm. who's listening to this, the dollar donation club, keep your eyes peeled for it. But I wanna I wanna check back in about one thing you just said there is like mm-hmm. the time to wait for governments or billionaires to do something is totally over. For one, they haven't acted either in integrity or in um a large enough cohesion of you know, facilitating real change, I would say. And so it is it is the time for us to to band together as more and more people. And you know, it, it does get me excited because I, I think participation is part of purpose instead of being in the spectator's seat and looking from the outside in and waiting till the the big leader or the big person does something. But really that's an illusion. Like if we think of it in our natural world, um, obviously this is a pretty far out example, but there is no one person, no leader, no statesman who who makes the sun rise and makes the moon rise. And, and you know, like we, we're right. literally part of a big biological natural cycle here. And as part of that, each and every one of us, each and everyone who's listening is truly worthy and is truly needed to step up.
1: And it's freaking fun. It can be really fun when we band together and like have a good time doing it. um, I have talked to a couple of political groups that have reached out to me recently and they were saying, you know, you really need our support and and i was like great then you you can support us and they're like you know because you can't do this and you can't do that and i was like oh well we are doing that and we'd love for you to support us and i said well why haven't you reached out to us before and i was like well because you haven't really done like it fast enough you haven't done enough and if we go at your pace humanity will not survive and it's just the truth and they were so shocked that I, that I said that and I said but if you want to support what we the people are up to, we'd love it but we're going to go at a little bit different speed. We are going to be hyper funding some really big initiatives and we're going to be shifting the way that food is grown and we are shifting the way that energy is taken care of and we're going to be shifting the way that education's done. And it's coming from, from that, that place and it felt really Really good to say that.
0: I bet, I bet. <laughs> but it comes from a good place and it comes from the place again of participation and like making sure yeah. that we're not just doing this to look good, but we're doing this so we're, you know, fulfilling our destiny as a species. And so, um, Brooke, I'd, I'd love to dig in a bit more about, you know, like changing the way we grow food. Um, I've had a, a few interview partners on the topics of regenerative agriculture and you know, all about empowering and encouraging local farmers to um, change the way we relate to food. What's, what's maybe your perspective on changing food and food supply systems and and all the way to food sovereignty? I'd, I'd love to hear your, your perspective on all that.
1: I think with any of these perspectives, you always, you know, can go from the micro to macro view. So when it comes to like an individual thing, freaking grow some food whether you're in an apartment, doesn't even matter. Let it be a little basil plant, whatever it is. Get to know your plants, like grow, like grow regionally. Yeah. And supporting your regional farmers and CSAs and eating locally and eating, you know, everyone can have a huge part to play to be able to support the kind of agriculture that's actually growing food and actual soil that's alive because the nutritional content of and how that feeds our entire being is so powerful and (laughs) a lot of our food is the soil holds up the plant and it's dead and it's being fed petroleum products and poisons and how we think that growing food and poisons is a good idea is pretty freaking amazing but what we're seeing now is that we can create bigger yields cost-effective foods we can actually revive the soil we can get the soil alive with all the mycelium. There's incredible technologies that we've created working with nature to replenish that, and we can create nutrient-dense, amazing foods with a larger amount of profit going to the farmers instead of going into the front end of what they have to spend on all of the chemicals and fertilizers to grow the food. So, There's whole systems, they're all being set up. They are already happening um, in lots of areas. And I think as on an individual basis, like getting to know your plants and, and if you have the opportunity to be able to buy, you know, these biodynamic organic foods, like do it. It's not just about the food you're putting in your body. It's about how the whole system is treating the planet. And if we care about the rest of this, like, which we have to. And for those that think they're separate, it's anytime there's a healthy environment and healthy foods, you have a healthy population. And it's just, there is no division between healthy people and and a healthy environment at all. And what we're seeing, I think I mentioned this on our last talk of community gardens, of urban forest programs, of the most amazing projects and programs blooming up right now like get involved with them i'm sure there's one around every person that's listening here if you didn't know look it up i promise you it's happening there's armies of people that are like getting their hands dirty and it's awesome
0: (laughs) totally there are so many people who are making soil who are you know farming who are planting food who are doing this in local communities who are doing this in urban deserted communities mm-hmm. who are doing this on on large scale or in small scale. the the ability to participate has never been, um, you know, or the opportunity I would rather say to participate has never been as prevalent as I think in, in these times right now, especially through this pandemic. So many more people are kind of rerouting their their life to what matters to them. Remember, we were tasked with stopping an economy of what's not essential Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of people in the meantime ask themselves hey wait a second what is actually essential to me what is actually essential to life not just not just to the economy
1: absolutely and I think it's our responsibility like I said if you're not struggling day to day um, even if you are struggling day by day like actually having good nutritious food can help you out of that struggle Mm. getting your feet into the ground at a park anywhere, like it will help you out of the struggle. There are more microbes in the soil that are just as good as any antidepressant that you can possibly have. And it's like tapping into these things, these natural systems that are in, your own ba- in our own backyard to really lift us, to align us and then it's on like a population of humans that actually understand how freaking powerful they are and to be making aligned decisions that don't just benefit themselves but all life which does benefit you then we can turn this really fast but it has to be every single person doing something please <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love your you know your determination mixed with the desire to have fun while doing it which is really, okay. really unique
1: yeah it's,
0: it's a non-negotiable only. really the
1: party right I can't I've told some college students the other day I was like okay like who's the head of the uh you know some environmental committee and they're like me and I was like awesome I'm like who throws the best keg parties and they all were like what and I was like you need to get together with the person that throws <laughs> the parties with what you're doing with your community garden. And I was like, and merge those talents because if it's not fun, if we're not celebrating innovation, if we're not really connecting and having community which everyone's missing right now, I was like, why not combo it, put on some music and have a really good time.
0: (laughs) This is such a big point, Brooke. This is such a big point is the ability to celebrate, the ability to, um, in those dire times that we're in as humanity, find the fun and I think this has been one of um, the really misaligned puzzle pieces around the narrative of climate change and the narrative of like doomsday apocalypse is that everything is wrong, we're going to all die and the planet, we need to leave the planet and the planet would be better off without us. Like for me, all that is BS. It's it's total bullshit. Like, you know, we've just realized, you, you know, you you mentioned the the bounce back rate of nature when we just stop air travel for two months. Like nature is so much more resilient and so much smarter than any of our human uh, predictions. And in fact, we're a part of nature. So when we learn to play that way, we go that way, right?
1: Yeah, Um, so we learn to align with those healthy systems. We become those healthy systems. If we learn to support them, like we have the knowledge now that, yes, you can leave a degraded piece of land just to regrow and it will, but we can help it just like a, a patient at a doctor. It's like a, a doctor might look at their patient and say, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll be all right. Hmm. They'll slow recover. But if we know these different techniques to work with the human system, they'll heal much faster. And we yeah. do that, we can do that. We can be that physician and we can be that doula to like birth new like healthy soil and, and forest and to be able to have what we, we feel like we need and at the same time be like regenerating like everything around us and it can be fun That's so i kept saying for a dollar donation club i was like we're taking i was like we're changing philanthropy to funlanthropy because like <laughs> it might as well be fun
0: <laughs> yeah another piece that comes through when we look at it through the, the fun fun with purpose lens is you know, you don't have to first build a billion dollar empire to then become a philanthropist. You can just start here now. I have a question in that context for you. And that's, you know, you mentioned it earlier, you were saying the, the ways we, we create food. Um, but then you also mentioned education. And so I'd love to hear kind of your take on our education systems at large. Like if you alone or with a group of experts could change them, right? Like what would you do? Where would you start? And, and, and why?
1: Well, I'm not an education expert, I will say, but I will say that I've been blown away recently with those who are, and I'm going to bring up a group that's called the Dream Tank. um, Because this to me was pretty freaking brilliant. And Dream Tank is a group of kids that have a guild of people that see their interests, they figure out through a series of amazing projects and programs of what lights them up inside and then those parts of them are nurtured and how can they turn and put put that out in the world for good so it's from 8 year olds to you know 21 22 year olds that are running this group out of Boulder Colorado to me I see that can you imagine if we had people who believed in us who saw the light of what lit us up were able to for us to explore our interest and then know that we have the support with some of the best in the industry to, to create what we wanna create in the world based on us being aligned with ourselves, understanding also the aspect of education of understanding how to tap in and know ourselves, how to sit in silence, how to, how to really know ourselves without all the distractions. And for me a healthy education system is literally having a guild of people who believe in you, to support you in that growth. And having that connection with others is just, it's so important. And I, my heart goes out to what's happening right now with the educators, with the students, with the fear, with not knowing how to navigate these waters. And I'm also a big believer in our innovation and rethinking the way that we empower a human to thrive not just live not just succeed but to thrive so that's what (laughs) that's my take on it and that's why all the programs that i'm dabbling in i'm bringing in councils of kids to advise us
0: boom because
1: seriously can't are not we cannot think that these humans just need to wait until they're 18 before they have something really important to say the kids they have the answers, they have the drive, they can run things. They're brilliant, imagine with just a little bit of wisdom and guidance around them, they're ready now to be heard. Um, they can give great advice and they are the ones that are empowering the biggest changes on this planet right now. And for them not to have a vote, I, I just, I feel like they need to have every vote Possible and so if I had a company or a group or a family, it's like sit in a circle and like listen to your kids because they have so much they're bringing forward right now. <laughs> so yeah,
0: this is a very note. very powerful a- addition on that note. You know, there's this deep inner storyline I've been following for a few years, which is that ultimately we've got the age perception flipped it's like a pyramid you know like you have to you have to become 18 before you're allowed to vote you have to be of a certain age before you can do certain political mandates etc but but really like it's the youth that has the energy it's the children and the newborns that have the blessings and downloads from spirit right and and so i think this is one of our big legacies on this planet in this lifetime is to Help empower the voice of the youth to be part of the choice making, the decision making, and you know I'm, I'm not suffering from the naive delusion that we should let kids do everything and just like forbid adults to talk. It's obviously not black or white. It's it's a million shades of gray and better. And so I think having groups of kids included, um, especially to have their voices heard. Um, it's very, 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 very important in any and all of the choices we're making right now.
1: Absolutely. A hundred, yeah, hundred percent. They sh- should have their voices heard. And if I'm personally under the belief that, you know, we create through our own individual lenses and through our belief systems, that's how we create our reality. And so what are we doing to the kids when we have imposed on them a reality of you're basically not really going to know a lot or need to be heard till you're about 18. For me, I remember as a kid wanting to do stuff and it was like, I felt like I was always on hold. I was always waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting till I was old enough, till I was big enough, till I was tall enough, till I was strong enough. And And for me, I just think the message to kids is like, you're big enough, you're strong enough, you're smart enough, let's get a guild around you and like amplify the goodness that you can do in the world. And if you are ready to go now, you want to start a business, you want to, like, what do you want to do? You want to start a movement? You want to get other kids out planting trees? Like, do it like you can. And because we've imposed this other lens on them, the kids that have broken through that, maybe they have a great supportive family, are making headlines right now. They are some of the most incredible technologies, inventions, and movements are being run by kids. And so I would love for us to every child that we know to be able to help them form a guild around them that supports their genius. And you know what? For all of us, the same. It's like once I started creating a guild around me, um, just all the different areas I wanted to be better or they can support me and help me learn more. It's like, it's really powerful. Mm. And
0: yeah. we don't
1: feel it. as alone as
0: well. Find your tribe, right? Or in other words, like really immerse into the power of community, both to lift you up, but then also to like, help us illuminate our blind spots so that we you know, we don't have to be alone with the difficult topics in life.
1: Mm.
0: Brooke, I have one more question here for you for our yes. session today. And it's just more so wanting to um, I want to hear like an anecdote or some kind of story, some kind of insight you gained in all those years on sea or at sea. Hmm. Something that comes to mind right now, something that's in your heart that helps you be optimistic, that allows you to feel planet earth and also to step up and, and act the way you are. Well,
1: honest, I'll give you a super personal vulnerable note that I believe and I feel very deeply that as we travel and move and connect with places and people that we bring in codes um, it's just this deep energetic knowing of a place and as I've circumnavigated the globe I was very it was very important to me to connect with all the indigenous communities and the islanders and the taxi drivers and the fishermen and the crazy sailors at sea and
0: yeah Yeah.
1: and with the whales and the dolphins and and just being at sea and watching a cloud be born and then rain out and disappear I'm like wow I watched the life cycle of that cloud while I was helming through a storm or feeling all of that allow me to to truly, I truly feel how precious and actually small our planet is. And even though it took years to sail around it, cause you know, we're stopping at all the stuff multiple times, um, I was blown away at the love that the people have of their land, the love they have of their gardens or of their reefs or of their oceans and how much people wanted to share that and bring me into that and how much they want it to thrive and they want to protect it and even though I sailed through trash gyres that felt like I was having my heart ripped in two and you never look at a plastic bottle the same again Mm. when you when you truly witness this but I was I didn't end up depressed I ended up being so inspired to know that there is a literally a tribe and a family and the vast majority of humans around this planet that truly are loving their land and they're loving of themselves and it's just our planet isn't that big and so it's so important for us to be taking care of our backyards and for me that's the most alive in this moment is I just close my eyes and I tap into the the whales that I've swam eye to eye with, or the dolphins for those that don't have this kind of voice. And it's like, what do they want me to say? Like, what, what do they want me to do? Do, I, do they want me to like talk right here, right now? And it's like, yes, because their voices need to be heard because we deeply affect their world. Um, so yeah, that's probably the most alive for me right now. Mm.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that and getting us the, you know, the chills. Um, sh- sharing them with us. <sighs> yeah. There's there, you know, there's there's a lot for the voices of those that we've silenced, both in our own species, if that's minorities or gender or you know, or um, people refer to as race very often. Like I, we've simply silenced a big part of our. Human population, but then if we extend this to the natural world, um, well, there
1: are there are brothers and sisters. Exactly,
0: yeah. they're brothers and sisters, and and yeah. this is one of the very big pieces in the equation. Is uh, you know, a positive planet in the in that sense would would require equity for Earth, equity in, in all the decision making, equity in all of the profit making, so that the profit is actually holistically paying back the land, the animals, etc. And right? And, and so uh, for the systems thinkers listening in, this is, this is a very important piece to the
1: equation. 100% because those systems that are aligning with healthy planetary systems are the ones that are gonna thrive, whether that's economic, whether that's education, whatever it is. And it takes us back to the first comment, <laughs> full circle of like taking this time to listen you know, and that is to those that might not have their voices heard as they should be. It's like, how can we actively listen? Yeah. Mm. It's an important one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let's take that active listening with us. Thank you so much, Brooke, Mm. for this episode today. Is there anything else you feel feel called to share?
1: I feel called to share that um, if you are interested in reaching out, um, you can write me at, um, aligning with purpose at gmail.com. And for those of you who might not want to go on Amazon, but you're curious about my book, just give me a shout out and I will send you a free PDF copy of it for all your listeners.
0: Beautiful. And I will add the, um, call to action to get in touch with you into the show notes as well. Thank you so much for your presence yeah. today and sharing your, your insights and stories.
1: Absolutely. It's always great talking to you and seeing you.
2: Hello, I'm Chris Gilmore from episode 224, Learning from Emergency Planning. I'm here to offer Green Planet Blue Planet listeners a special opportunity to get 20% off two of my in-depth learning experiences. Opportunity number one is reading nature's forgotten language go deeper than you may even realize is possible in your relationship with the natural world and your ability to interpret nature's signs, tracks and sounds. Nature has a language and reading it is an ancient skill that is almost lost in our modern world. Relearning to read nature's story can help you be a better earth steward, learn to learn directly from nature and it can greatly enhance your relationship with and the experiences you have in the outdoors. Watch the trailer and some of the sample lessons over at www.naturesforgottenlanguage.com. And enter code GREENPLANET for 20% off. Opportunity number two is called Survive the Storms. In an era of rapid environmental, economic, and social change, do you want to feel better prepared to keep yourself and family safe? Whether a pandemic, extreme weather event, wildfire, or other unexpected disaster, Survive the Storms will help you build peace of mind and confidence fast. Check out the trailer of our one-of-a-kind game-like training that makes preparedness and safety both fun and practical. This one is very timely. Visit survivethestorms.com and don't forget to enter code GREENPLANET for 20% off. Both links are also available in the show notes. So stay connected, stay aware, stay safe with naturesforgottenlanguage.com and survivethestorms.com.